What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 129, a week late and more than a dollar short. Have you noticed the ramped up attacks on Elon Musk since he announced his intention to buy Twitter? Almost every week there's some sort of derogatory accusation against him. Hmm. The Biden administration uses the Zoom app for video conferencing. Well, it's nice of them to let the CCP know what they're up to. We're doomed. Hey, remember that engineer from Google who claimed that one of the company's AI-powered chatbots was sentient? Well, he's been fired. Either he was onto something, or he's a hopeless romantic, or perhaps both. Former Trump confidant Steve Bannon says he's rounding up 4,000 shock troops to, quote, deconstruct the government brick by brick, unquote. Well, I think Mr. Bannon will be targeted for termination. He'll die of natural causes. Come on, man. Well, as the title suggests, there was no episode last week, if you noticed. The reason? I contracted COVID China. the last week of July. I then passed it on to my lovely wife. I'm generous that way. <laughs> She's not very happy about my gift to her. If you're interested, stick around for the rant for a description of my experience with the dreaded virus. If I'm not sounding like myself during this episode, well, now you know the reason. Tech news. The Pixel 6a, the more reasonably priced version of the flagship Pixel 6, is out and the reviews are, shall we say, mixed. While designed as a mid-range phone with many high-end features, many reviewers find the 6a lacking compared to competitors' offerings. The biggest complaint seems to be with the screen. It's just a plain old 60 hertz refresh rate panel versus the 
120 hertz rate panels many mid-rangers are sporting these days. Being that I rock the poor man's version of the iPhone and iPad, I wouldn't know the difference. But I hear once you go 120 hertz, you never go back. Of all the complaints I've seen reported on the phone, the one that concerns me the most is that the phone is somewhat slow. And as one reviewer said, if the Pixel 6 is any indication, the 6A phone will get even slower as time goes on. You know, this has been a problem for the Android operating system since day one. I think it has to do with Android's reliance on the Java programming language and its just-in-time process. I believe Google has rewritten parts of the operating system to replace Java, but hasn't completely gotten rid of it. Many apps are still written using Java also, which contributes to this slowing down. Never mind the security issues with Java. Android is basically a Linux kernel with Java and other things sitting on top of it. Now, add to that the custom UIs many phone manufacturers also add, and you can see how this problem occurs. When I was in the military, our old mainframe computers ran on the Fortran programming language. When they decided to upgrade to a modern hardware, which ran the Unix operating system, which is based on the C series of languages, instead of rewriting all the programs we use, they plopped a Fortran emulator on top of the operating system. The result was a very, very slow transaction processing experience. Eventually, all the programs in use were rewritten in C, and all was well. well. Google has had 15 years to do something about Android, but I guess as long as it runs fast out of the box, why mess with it? Anyway, I thought Google had another mobile operating system in the wings. Remember Fuchsia? No. Yeah, I had to Google it myself just to remember its name. Maybe someday, Windows Phone will come back. Yep, I'm still pissed off about that. When Apple bought the weather app Dark Sky, the first thing they did was take it off the Android Play Store. That's because they had planned to absorb Dark Sky into their own iOS weather app. Well, they've incorporated a lot of those features, but I find that Dark Sky is still better. I still have Dark Sky on my iPhone, and I'm not letting it go until they pry it from my cold, dead iPhone, which will be this coming January when Apple pulls the plug on it. I mention this because I just looked at a list of weather apps for Android, and there is nothing even remotely like Dark Sky for that operating system. The best app I found was the NOAA Weather and Tides app, which uses data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The data these weather apps for Android use is good, but none have as good of a UI nor all the features of Dark Sky, especially the pinpoint accuracy of weather for your precise location that Dark Sky features. You'd think by now that some enterprising developer would have filled that void, but alas, none have. So, the current administration is using the Zoom video conferencing app for communications. Yes, technically Zoom is a United States company. However, the founder is a naturalized citizen who grew up in mainland China. The original source code was written in Communist China and Zoom servers were located there when the app was first released. Only when U.S.-based security experts pointed out these facts did the company decide to move data to U.S. servers. While advertising that Zoom employed end-to-end -end encryption, it was found that this was not true. A communist 
China-based employee of the company, one Mr. Jin, was found to be a liaison between the company and Communist China intelligence agencies. Yes, great. Soon stated that it had fired Mr. Jin for violating company policies. In 2020, Zoom canceled the accounts of Chinese activists who were commemorating the Tiananmen Square massacre. Well, the accounts were reinstated after many complaints, but the damage was done. The company has further been caught censoring material from other activists along with sharing data with Facebook and other social media platform without users' permission. The company employs 700 workers in Communist China who work on the software. Well, what can go wrong with that? Why can't the administration use software from U.S.-based firms that don't employ workers in foreign countries that could be exposed to pressure from intelligence services? How about Microsoft Teams or Ring Central? Well, I guess those companies were founded by evil white men, the current bane of the world. If only Apple would get serious about video conferencing and upgrading their existing FaceTime app, enabling it to be used for serious businesses or governments. Oh, wait, that would mean allowing FaceTime on platforms other than iOS or macOS. What was I thinking? Tech I'm using. Previously, I told you I scored some Ring indoor cameras on Amazon Prime Day, or days, four of them to be exact. They joined the Ring doorbell and two outdoor stick-up cams I bought previously, of which only one is in use. I haven't gotten around to mounting one yet. I've set up three of the four indoor cams, and it went quickly and smoothly. Two are in remote areas of my house, and one is monitoring the main stairway. I activate them when no one is at home, which the Companion Ring app makes simple. For the cost and ease of setup, you can't beat these cameras. I have bad news regarding my Soul SB900 indoor cycle that I've been bragging about. While riding it last week, or two weeks ago actually, the right pedal crank arm sheared off. The cycle had developed a clicking sound recently that I attributed to the drive belt because it wasn't present all the time. I called Soul Customer Service who shipped me the parts and promised a technician would be showing up shortly after I received said parts. Well, that hasn't happened yet. We'll see how all that goes. While Soul advertises their equipment to be light commercial, I use the bike almost every day for at least 30 minutes. Thank goodness Soul has a great warranty. It's also a good thing that my lovely wife and I decided to join Planet Fitness, the budget gym that is opening branches seemingly everywhere. I've been using the Peloton treadmill workout there. I see a true commercial indoor cycle in my post-retirement future. Most likely a Kaiser. Entertainment News my lovely wife and I watched the action movie Gray Man on Netflix last week. It was a good story with non-stop action and no woke or other narratives inserted. None that we can tell anyway. Just mindless entertainment that let you forget all about the political garbage going on in this country these days. Hey, if Netflix continues churning out movies such as this, I'll have to reconsider canceling my subscription after retirement. U.S. National Football League, better known as the NFL, has released its own streaming service called NFL Plus. 
It will cost you either $4.99 per month for the standard service or $9.99 per month for the premium subscription. The service will let you stream local games only, while the premium version includes replays and condensed versions of the games. There is one big catch, though. You can only stream on mobile devices. I don't understand the logic of this new service. You know, you can already do this using your TV subscription service. What I think they're doing here is getting ready to directly offer a so-called season pass for all games in the future. You know, just like Major League Baseball does currently. And you won't have to buy it from DirecTV or whoever lands the rights in the future. You know, you can buy it directly from the NFL. I don't watch much football these days. It's just a little bit too political for me. Podcasting news. Yeah, still not much going on here. The platform has matured and, as with people, has become less exciting. Or is that just me? The state of this humble show is, shall we say, in flux. Numbers haven't improved, which has been a source of disappointment for me. Again, perhaps when I retire and I can commit more time to OFNT, maybe the audience numbers will increase. If they don't after a reasonable amount of time, I'll have to go back to the old drawing board. Until then, I'll keep cranking out episodes, whether anyone likes it or not. As far as the sound of this show goes, last episode I switched back to the old EV320 mic and had good results on par or slightly better than the Rode Procaster. Listening back to the episode I recorded with the neat worker bee, I decided I liked it sound the best, so I'll be cycling in that mic whenever I get a hankering to do so. Time for a rant or whatever you want to call this next thing. Yeah, I thought I would escape getting COVID, but the darn virus caught up with me. I wore my medical-grade mask when appropriate, used disinfectant, and religiously washed my hands, but it still got to me. What thing or things changed in my routine to cause me to be more exposed and vulnerable to this virus? Well, as I mentioned, I recently joined a gym. Though the place is never really full and I kept my distance from others, I noticed that some people weren't observing the rule of wiping down the machines after using them. I mean, it's just common courtesy, something most people do and did even before COVID. China. So, did I catch the virus there? Well, who knows? The other thing that was out of ordinary for me was I was forced to work in an area known for high-risk exposure because of the amount of people that are usually in that area. The first clue that something was wrong happened a couple of Tuesdays ago after returning from the gym. I was a little dizzy, but thought I had just overdid it during one of my workouts. While working out at the gym the following day, I kind of felt nauseous for a couple of minutes, again chalking it up to overdoing it. I felt sore the rest of the day, but other than that, everything seemed normal. I woke up Thursday morning with a fever, but a couple of hits of a leave made it go away, at least for a while. Later that evening, the fever returned with a vengeance and no amount of a leave would quell it. Friday morning, a bad sore throat accompanied the fever and I took an antigen test, which confirmed that I was positive for COVID. China. I developed a cough during the day and had to spend a lot of time in bed. 
Now I could still get up, but was lightheaded and had no appetite. I maintained my sense of smell and taste, though, which I thought was unusual. Saturday I was feeling better, though the only change was that my fever was lower. I was able to at least stay up and move around more. Sunday started off with a slight fever, no more body aches, but still lightheaded and insomnia. No matter what I did, I could not drift off to sleep. Currently, as I'm recording it, the sore throat and coughing have just about gone, but I'm still lightheaded here and there. I took another antigen test this past Thursday and was still positive. Well, my job gives you five days to recover and don't care if you're still positive, so I use sick leave and return to work on Friday, still not feeling very well. I guess I'm spreading the goodness of COVID to my co-workers. All in all, it hasn't been fun, but I've been sicker. My only hope is that I've developed a strong natural immunity against this virus as I don't plan on getting any more vaccines. I've already had two doses of the Johnson & Johnson shot, and I feel that's quite enough. Well, the music is playing, signaling the end of this episode. Unfortunately, I'll be working the next two weekends, so no regular episodes of OFNT. I'll try and sneak in a couple of filler episodes, but don't hold me to that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. Really, I would. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, wait 15 minutes for your antigen test results and then get off my lawn. I'm out. I'll see you in a while. Take care. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.